This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to Wednesday's edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and delighted to say, actually, I'll say Wednesday's edition, it's actually Tuesday's edition. We're looking ahead to Wednesday's matches in Paris, where I am now. I'm delighted to say, joining me uh, to look ahead to the start of the second round is our senior tennis handicapper, Bobby Cosby Win. It's Sean Calvert. Sean, I've just Literally, walked through my apartment here in Paris. It's been a hectic day, but the one thing that's keeping me smiling, the one thing that's made me have a couple of glasses of champagne on the train, going first class, was our record on the first round. What a first round we had, mate! Yeah, it's a decent start, wasn't it? You can you can never be too uh, get too excited after one good day, but yeah, no, it's um, it's perfect. It's nice to start well, isn't it? If you start a slam well, I think it just sets it up for the rest of the two weeks. If you start badly, you lose three or four bets and. You can you kind of playing catch up then for the next sort of ten days or so on. You know, it can it can grind you down a little bit. But uh, yeah, nice to start uh, well. And um, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed uh, a small glass on the on the Eurostar, mate. A very small one as well. Very very small one as well. But uh, sixteen quid a glass. Uh, to come through the traffic in Paris, it's an eight-mile trip took me about thirty-five minutes. Absolute. Uh, sorry, a two-mile trip took me about thirty-five minutes. An absolute disaster trying to get a taxi across this city and it's very very busy it's one thing one thing i did notice though sean i say i know the heat the heat has been a factor it's quite hot it's really really hot here. i mean i, I must be a bit, i know i know i traveled from there this morning but i must have been a little bit flustered when i come out of the garden or but uh it, it's, it's hot so and tomorrow they reckon it's going to be even hotter uh, and the next day even hotter than that we could be into the low 80s is that making any sort of impact on any, any of the performance that you've seen on the, the the first round so far? Well, it might do. I mean, so so far it's been it's been very very slow. Um, a lot of players have been complaining about these balls. I, I think I probably mentioned these Wilson Roland Garros balls here, uh, which they don't use at many tournaments um, throughout the year. I think they only they only use them in Geneva and Lyon, which are the the tournaments that precede this, the immediate two preceding tournaments to this. They don't really use them anywhere else and. A lot of the players have been complaining. Do you want me to tell you what Ben Watt-Pair had to say about them? Well, I, I, I think he's going to talk a lot of balls, to be fair, Ben Watt-Pair, but we're, we're, I don't mind. Go on. Three I think it's quite revealing. He says, he says, you play with balls that get bigger after two seconds. The new balls don't even last a game. The balls are rubbish. Uh, that's not the reason why I didn't win, but you can't play tennis, though, with that type of ball. You can't attack. You can't move forward. It's impossible to serve an ace. Uh, it's another style of tennis. It requires physical qualities. It's a question of who can keep the ball in court for the longest. Now, whatever you think about Ben Watt-Pair, that's a fairly clear and accurate and probably helpful description of, of what, what these tennis balls are. You're now saying it's it's going to get hotter, which might negate some of what I've just said or some of what Ben Watt-Pair has just said. But um, 
after the first 44 matches, there are only 73% holds of serve and 68% first serve points won. And only 29% of the matches featured a tiebreak. And all those numbers are, are, are some way down on the 10-year average for um, for the French Open. I know these balls have only been used for a couple of years, but even even so, um, this is still slower than it has been in previous years so far. But if your sun's coming out, it's going to be really hot. It might negate some of that. The only thing I took out of that was Benoit's pairs get uh, Benoit pairs, pairs of balls get bigger after after, after two uh, seconds after two seconds yes two seconds, um, yeah yeah well, Benoit needs to grow a pair didn't he really you'll probably honest. see him in Paris you can ask him about it if you want I'm not I'm not I'm not going to go up to him and talk about his balls no, <laughs> it's, 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 there's there's other things to do in Paris and talk about Benoit's pair is there somebody jokes you can do it a pair of balls. Anyway, we haven't come here for that kind of talk. We're coming back to tennis talk. And like I said, uh, the first round of the tournament here on the first two days was exceptional. We gave three bets, three uh, official plays, three winners. We've got one pick that hasn't uh, finished yet. And so we could have a clean sweep on the first round for our official picks here on the ATP Tour Show on the men's side. So it's a really, really good start. And as Sean has said, it's so important to start any tournament, any season with a with a bit of momentum. Have some uh, have some money behind you. Have some cash in the bank, and then you could be a little bit more selective as the tournament goes on. You're not chasing. You're not looking for bad bets. You're looking for always good bets. We're always looking for good bets here. Uh, you've highlighted five matches on the second round. It is stupid draw over here where they played the first round over three matches, which means that the third the the first round concludes today, and then we go into the second round tomorrow. I just, and I'm not a fan of that anyway. So we've got five matches, and now four of them are in action tomorrow uh, on Wednesday, and one of them is on action on Thursday. So we're going to sort of cross section of matches here, some official picks and some leans. And we're going to start off with the first match we have on the graphic, which is the late game tomorrow. I think it's around about 2 p.m. Eastern time, which is the evening game uh, in Paris here, and it's a uh, Lorenzo Massetti, someone who a lot of people have put up, uh, if you look at the comments on the couple of the YouTube channels, a lot of people have said uh, on the YouTube shows, a lot of people have said that they quite like the Italian to go well here at a big price. He's minus $4 against Shevchenko, who's a $3 favourite. The handicap is minus 5.5 with the Italian minus 148. And the totals here are pitched at 35.5, around about minus 113 the pair. Now, I know you're holding a fairly nice... Uh, future ticket on Massetti. The draw could have been a little bit better for him, a lot better for him, which would have helped yeah. you out. But um, what do you think about this? I mean, I know you've seen Chevchenko live and we've mentioned it in the first round. It wasn't a very great performance from the from the Russian in that match. But what do you think about his chances against Massetti here, who goes in as a fairly heavy favourite here? Yeah, I think it's too short on Massetti. I'm, you know, I made that bet not quite a year ago, probably about nine months or so now when he uh, beat um, Alcaraz in um, in uh, Hamburg, wasn't it? In the final of Hamburg there. I thought perhaps if he kicked on at, at, for the rest of the season, which he did in, in, to a certain extent. I think it's just, I think he's had injury problems at the start of this year. He well, definitely did have injury problems in Australia. And then I'm not sure how long it's taken them to kind of clear up. I'm, I'm still not sure he's playing his best tennis at the minute. But um, if you look at what Shevchenko has done so far um, at main level on clay, you know, it's it's very decent. He's beaten some good players this year at main level. He's beaten Sebastian Baez. He's beaten Lehecker. He's beaten Jeff Wolf. He's taken sets off Medvedev and Sinner all within the last sort of month or two. Um, so his, his level is there. You know, he's, he's really starting to break out now and become a, a serious player. And, and in those eight matches that he's played at main level on clay, his service points, one and return points, one total is 100 and, 103. 
And that includes, remember, that 6-love, six 6-1 six loss to Diminor, which would have certainly um, put a bit of a dent in his in his statistics. It includes that match, which which I was obviously at. I think he was a bit tired in that one. He'd just come from winning um, in, in Madrid, I think it was. Uh, so he was a bit jaded for that match, so you can kind of excuse that a little way. But um, I just think this is going to be a, a match that Shevchenko can can really enjoy. He's played his first match now at Grand Slam level and won it against Oscar Otte. All the pressure's on on Massetti here. Um, Massetti's statistics are virtually the same. His service points were in turn points, one total is 103 on clay at main level this season. So if you're just taking it on that, it's it's a fairly even match. And on Shevchenko's best level, I, I think he's I think he's well in this. I, I don't think he'll win it, but I've taken uh, I've taken a bet in this one. I've taken over 35 and a half total games at minus 108 with Bet Rivers in this one. I think it'll be close. Uh, we've highlighted Shevchenko. His form on the Challenger Tour has been exceptional, but uh, on the main level, we spin a bit in and out. But Massetti is being priced up uh, in very different levels than what we've seen with Massetti in the past on clay. I don't think Massetti would have ever started around these kind of heavy favourites that he is starting around here because people he's a public play now, isn't he? I mean, people are looking at the top three or four and thinking, oh, Massetti could be someone who could challenge. So, best of five um, as well. I mean, generally speaking, the better players do prosper over the best of five. It gives Massetti a little bit more time to kind of grow into a match. And I guess that's probably an element to it as well. But um, yeah, I think this will be an entertaining one. I think it'll be, I think it'll be pretty close. So we're going to go over 35 and a half games in the massetti Chevchenko game. It's the evening match here in Paris. And what price are we going to get? Plus money or minus money? Uh, it was slight minus, minus 108. Minus 108. That'll do for us here. Massetti against Chevchenko. We expect Massetti to probably come through, but it might be a challenge against a very talented opponent. So over 35 games is the bet there at minus 108. And that's the first official pick from Sean, who is on a very good run here. Uh, could be going into the tournament in the second round, 4-0. and We need to keep our fingers crossed on the match that's being played as we speak. The next match is an early start. So head to the Bet Rivers website to make sure you get on your bets early. It's 6.30 a.m. Eastern time. It's a France v. Italy clash. Hugo Umber, minus 103. It's Lorenzo Sanego, minus 122. Uh, Umber is a big server. He's um, someone who I've always wanted to fade on on clay. My my, my philosophy of Umber was fade on clay, get with him on the fast courts in the early rounds at Wimbledon or Queens or the warm-up events on the grass. But he's had a good clay court season this so far. Prior to that, he showed nothing on the clay. Uh, Sonego here, minus 122. You can bet Sonego plus one and a half, which surprises me. And you can bet him on the on the total games mark here at 38 and a half. The head-to-head is 1-1. One, one. Sonego won their only previous meeting uh, in clay, on clay in Monte Carlo only a few months ago, or a couple of months ago now. Um, Umber, minus 103. I'm very surprised by that. I know he's having a good clay court season, but... He isn't a clay quarter for me. He's a very big, fast server, dangerous opponent, gets that serve going. Sonego, minus 122. It's got the old Celia, uh, the eyeballs popping out on that one. Well, he's a clay quarter now, Humbert. He wasn't before, but... <laughs> he wasn't. He, is, he, he definitely wasn't before, but he, he certainly is now. He's, he's done brilliant this, so, so far, this um, this clay swing. His service points, one and return points, one total. At all levels on clay is 105. Just coming off another title, which which he won in in Bordeaux, beat some very very good clay court players there as well. So his confidence is right up at the minute, and he is a confidence player. Um, Ugo Umber, no doubt about it. Should have won that match in Monte Carlo. He was a set and five four up sir for the match on Bear, and as he sometimes does, he 
I'm not going to mince my words here. He just choked it away. He should have won it. He's, he's done it before. He's done it numerous times on Bear. Setting a breakup, stops playing his game, reverts to kind of pushing it around and hoping that the other opponent is the opponent is going to miss. And it, invariably, it it goes wrong for him. And it did that day. Should have won the match. Absolutely no question about it. Um, I think he's got a great chance here. Um, as I said, if you, if you watch that match, he had Sonego beating all ends up with it, with his forehand. Now he's coming in here, as I say, a lot of confidence. Sonego, I'm not, I'm not sold on him really. He's, he's kind of mediocre on clay. His, his service points one over ten points one total on clay so far this season at main level is a hundred, which is you know okay, um, but not, not anything that Humbert should really be worried about. I, I'd be, t- I'm tempted. My lean here is Humbert, but I'm just, I'm not wild on the price because he was a two point, he was priced up as a two point four seven underdog for that Monte Carlo match. Now he's sort of at best even. So I just think the price isn't quite big enough for me, but I am I am tempted with Umber here on the form and the confidence that he's in at the moment. So you're not on this as an official play. This is just this something that lean, leans yeah, towards I'm not, Umber. I'm not taking that many bets in in the second round. It's it's very, very trappy. If we look at the stats on, on round two of the French Open, only 20% of the underdogs have won in the last 10 years. And even this French Open so far, we've not had many underdogs win so far. 21% after the first 44 matches. So it's, you know, it is hard to back underdogs at the French Open. And you know, the best players do tend to win over this five-set format, as we've said. So um, I'm going to be very selective uh, with the bets that I have. And um, yeah, it's just a lean form. But I don't think the price is just quite big enough for me. It will be, it'll be big enough for some, but it's not big enough for me. Well, I was quite surprised. I mean, I I, looked at, I, I, I haven't seen anything you were going to pick. And, and what we do on this show, I don't really know what Sean's going to say until we actually speak about it. I was convinced you were going to go for Lorenzo Sonego, thinking that Hugo Embert's form was probably on faster play courts and you 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 couldn't have him at minus 103 because I thought that was an artificially low price. But I, I, I was I was going to actually bet Sonego. So for me, you, I listened to you. I mean, we, I, that will cancel out for me because obviously I respect your opinion on this. But from from what you're saying here, though, I mean, I'm quite you know we, we've got Wimbledon coming up in a in a in a in a month's time now. Umber's mm. always a dangerous opponent on grass. It's going to be a very open Wimbledon if he can get that confidence going. And you're saying he can, his form on clay is exceptional. At a thousand mm. to one or something like that, he's well worth a couple of dollars, isn't he? Or like to is go he a thousand, he could be to a one. thousand to one's generous. But he's going to be he's going to be around. He can't be. He cannot be. He cannot be any. He, well, he can't be any lower than two hundred. Well, a, 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 he can't be any lower than three hundred. He could be five hundred thousand. But like, it, he might he get to the quarters with a good run. He is a bit choky though. That's the problem. I, I I can't see him having the having the minerals, so to speak, to kind of stand up and, and win a, a few really tough matches at a major. I mean, he's certainly got every chance of winning the two fifty uh, or, or it, potentially it, Queens or something. Anybody who's take, taking this out of context, thinking that I'm, I'm saying that Hugo Embert is going to be a Wimbledon champion, I'm not saying that. All I'm yeah, saying I'm sure is if he's, a thousand, if he's a thousand to one shot now, we have five dollars on him. We could be sitting with a hundred and fifty to one or a five hundred of Ashley. He's one player that the market could adjust to, just under the radar because his clay court form is so good. When he comes into the, he could quite easily win a warm up event for Wimbledon and go in as everyone as a public play and can be 80 to 1 for the tournament. So if he can, I just think, but he won't be on the list. And if you're requesting a price for Ugo there, you'll be, you'd be quoted 100 to 1 rather than the true reflection of what he should be. So yeah, anyway, uh, the next match, the next match we've got in the graphic, I'm going to leave that one because that one is actually on Thursday. So I'll come back to the one at the end. So we'll skip that one for now. Let's go on to the next one. It's uh, Matteo Arnaldi against uh, 
Shapovalov. Uh, Shapovalov is a marginal favourite here against the young Italian, minus 105. Uh, Aldi is minus 118. This is 9 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, its totals are 38 and a half. The Italian gets a one and a half start here at minus 127. The Italian's got some exceptional clay court form coming into this tournament. He beat Kasparud uh, recently as well. Um, Shapovalov is coming through an absolute battle against Nakashima. And Aldi had a tough match as well in the first round. He's 14 and 4, though, the young Italian here. Uh, Shapovalov, to me, is just something not right with his game at the moment. And uh, again, I'm not quite sure where you're going here, but uh, the Italian does make some kind of appeal here at minus 118. Or are we going with the Canadian? Yeah, he's, he's, he's another one on Aldi in the same sort of lines as Umbert, where I, I, I do want to back him in this matchup, but. Again, the price maybe just gone a bit too short for me. If it was if it was a straight even money, I'd I'd certainly be tempted, which it was. I think the, the lines have moved a little bit. Um, I'd be tempted with Arnaldi, because as you say, his his, his clay form is excellent. Fourteen four win loss, as you said, on the clay at all levels uh, so far this swing. Um, at main level, he's won five of his eight, and his service points one and return points one total is hundred and three. I know these are small sample sizes of only eight matches, but. It's promising, as you say. He's beating Kasparud, he's beating Schwartzman, he's beating Artur Fies. Um Shapovalov, I've, I've had to go back to his last 10 matches because he's he's barely played this clay swing. I think I've heard rumours about a knee issue or something, but um, which, which may be hampering Shapovalov. He certainly hasn't played much this clay swing. But if you go to his last 10 matches on clay at main level, his service points one and return points one total is just 97. So on the basis of the stats, on the basis of the form, um, I think Arnold is a decent favourite. If he was slightly bigger price, I'd, I'd back him. But again, it's just a, a bit of a lean, really, at that price. Would you bet him at plus, say, even money? I'd take him at evens, money? yeah. I'd take him at evens. Yeah. I think this is just a little bit, it's a squeak too short for me. I sometimes get a bit greedy with these prices, though. So people have their own opinions on what's uh, what's value and what isn't. Well, some people will turn and say a winner's a winner, but at the end of the day, it's all about the the value. And minus 118, if you don't think it's value, it's no bet. So if he, if he's if he's plus, what you want to do is you want to be betting him at plus one hundred or or taking plus one hundred five and then starting at minus one eighteen. You don't want to take the minus one eighteen after. Yeah, the, you'll the probably get that price already. in play. I mean, you can bet in play with Bet Rivers on these things. So you know you you'll probably get that after. Well, it's what, what I tend to do in some of these matches where they're sort of a 50-50 game minus one ten minus one ten. Whoever serves first, if they hold the first service game, the market makes the other the other player. Exactly. Yeah. After after four points, and that's probably the best thing to do for tomorrow against Arnaldi. Remember, that's a nine a.m. start. Both myself and Sean have a slight lean for the young Italian, who is in fantastic form on the clay. And Shapovalov has come through an epic battle against uh, Nakashima, and uh, someone I would be an auto fade for me on the clay here in slow conditions. Uh, the next match tomorrow, the final match we'll look at tomorrow, and this is this is the match that hurts me to say this. Diego Schwartzman through to the second round, minus 130 against Borges, plus 106. This is a very, very early start. It's 6.30 a.m. Head to the Bet Rivers website. There's over 40-odd markets on the, the match at the moment. And you can live stream these games as well. So if you want to bet this one, bet this one early. Uh, Schwartzman comes through another very, very tough battle in the first round against Zapata Morales. And uh, I messaged you, didn't I, before we did the show? And I said, the draws come out. I like Kachin uh, and I also like Sabata Morales. What do you think? And you sort of warned me about betting Sabata Morales because yeah, of, of the tournament he had. The sort of burnout of the, of the disaster he had before the first mm. round. And he and, and he loses from a two sets of love lead 
and Schwarzman wins. Uh, Schwarzman's first win in six matches. I don't take much into that win myself personally. I think there was more to Sabata Morales completely capitulating. Uh, Borges here at plus 106. They've met once before. Again, this year, uh, and Borges won 7-5-6-3. So sometimes when you lose money on players like Schwartzman, I think, okay, I'm a bit upset. I've lost it. Two sets to love up. But I'm definitely going to get it back in round two. And that's why I feel about this one. I think Borges here at plus 106 is a really nice play. Yeah, I think this one has a sort of a feel about it as the as the Dominic team one against uh, Kashim, where the the favourite has just been priced as favourite because of things that they've done previously at this tournament or on this surface. And I think that has to be the case with Schwarzman because he's done nothing lately that would make me think that he's he should be the favourite for this match. Uh, I'm not too sure what happened with Zapata Morales. He was two sets up, as you say, um, in that first round match. And I don't know whether he was just struggling physically or whether he just lost his concentration. Sometimes when you two sets up, you know, you can just let the concentration waver and it's not easy to get it back sometimes. Um, so whether it was either a mental frailty or a physical frailty from Zapata Morales, I'm not sure, but it was it was certainly one of the two or maybe a combination of both. Um, but he was winning it pretty comfortably. Um, just didn't finish it off. Now, look at if we look at Schwartzman's statistics so far for this clay season, he's 310 win-loss at main level. And his service points one and return points one total is 95. Well, that's that's kind of public levels of, of statistics on clay. This is not Schwartzman levels. He should be, he should be, or he has been in the past, 10 points plus better than that at his peak. But I think those those stats do show you where Schwartzman's game is at at the minute. He's only won 43% of his second serve points on on clay um so far in, in 2023. Borges has won 55% of his second serve points. So quite a big gap there if you're taking those two stats um to look at there. But there's nothing there's nothing that suggests that Schwartzman should be favourite here. Borges, as you say, beat him um in straight sets at the Phoenix Challenge, which is slow indoor hard, um, back in March. The, the the only one thing that you might, if you were looking for reasons not to back Borges, would be the fact that he did have a long match in the in the first round against Isner, but you know, it was almost four hours. But they're all quick points. You know, he was he was I think Isner hit 38 aces past him in those five sets. So it wasn't much there wasn't many long rallies in it. I don't think he's going to be that tired. And Schwartzman, for me, physically, is, is not, he's not the player he was at all. I think the five set against Zapata Morales would pro- arguably have been the more punishing with the way that those two play rather than the way Isner tends to play. So um, looking at the stats for Borges, as I said, Schwartzman's on 95. Borges is on 98, which is obviously better. Um, it's not brilliant, but it's better. Um I can't see why he should back Schwartzman here. If he wins this match, I, you know, fair enough. But that price is it's no good. I mean, I've taken Borges at 2.15. I don't think you can get that price anymore. But um, you still get plus money. I think on all the stats that we've seen, that we have of, of this season and everything we've seen from, from Schwartzman in 2023, I, I can't have him as favourite. No, nor can I. I think that's a great play, Borges, plus 106. Like I say, sometimes when you lose money to an opponent, you, you, you're, you're really... And now we're angry and annoyed about it for the, about a couple of hours. And you think, don't worry, I'll get it back in the next round. And that's exactly how I felt with Schwartzman. He's a, he's mm. a fade at the moment. He's got no confidence. And again, I think it's going to be very hot. The heat, I think he's going to be exhausted. The way he runs around the court, coming through the five sets, he's just come through. Borges, bang, 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 ace, ace, ace. It's going to take a lot more out of Schwartzman in his current form and his uh, conditioning at the moment. He would do for Borges. So totally agree with you on that. I think there's a the wrong favourite there. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if Borges become a minus money shot 
tomorrow when this match starts at 6.30 a.m. Eastern time. So head to the Bet Rivers website now if you want to get catch the last bit of that plus money because as soon as I end this podcast, I will be hitting that Borges as well at plus 106. Uh, I'm going to go back to the third game because this match is not on tomorrow. It's on Thursday. Um, Karatsev against TFO. TFO uh, come through a, a match against Krajinovic and Krajinovic, we've mentioned about the, the problems he had, a very easy match there, winning three sets to love. And his Karatsev's fans won't be happy, will they? His fans, his fans will be very upset. Are, I think I, I saw his, his Twitter following and suffered it after the fans, all three of them, uh, <laughs> unfollowed him after his performance. But Karatsev uh, has come through qualifying. We never really know with Karatsev what to, what what uh, what performance he's going to put in. He's one player that I always look at the market to see where the market goes with him. There's money for him, you know. He's trying. If there isn't money for him, then you want to doubly bet his opponent. Uh, TFO is improving on the play. Minus one hundred six here. TFO receives a one and a half star, and the totals here again a pitch quite high at around about thirty eight and a half. Um, what do you what do you, what's your thoughts on this one? I'm tempted to back Karatsev. Again, I, w- I might want a slightly bigger price, but TFO at the French Open is, you know, his record is it's, it's awful, really. He's two seven win loss uh, at the French Open, and his his service points one over ten points one total is ninety six, which is about as bad as it gets, really. Um, you could certainly argue that he's improved on clay, but most of his best work tends to come in the states. His, his service points one over ten points one total this year on clay at main level is 105, which is which is decent. But as I said, he tends to play his best stuff um at home where he's got that support. Um and he's got uh, he's got you know he's got the family and friends there and all the rest of it. Uh in Europe he's not he's not been the same guy. In fact he's uh, if we look at his what he's done on clay um in Europe, he's not won back to back matches in Europe on clay this season. And apart from Estoril in 2022, where he came back from impossible positions a couple of times against Davidovich, Fakina and Korda, he hasn't won back-to-back matches on clay in Europe at main level since Madrid 2019. So his stats are slightly better than Karatsev's, slightly better. But I think you have to take him in context. He, he, I'm not sure he's that keen on the, the, the sort of European clay swing. The stats would certainly reflect, suggest, shall I say, that he's not... Uh, at his best on this clay. So I just, I just think Karatsev has got a, a good chance of winning this match. Um, I think TFO's easy win against a very, very out of sorts, as we've said, Krajinovic is... I wouldn't put much much stock on that, to be honest. I think most players would have beaten Krajinovic in the first round of this French. Karatsev's come through qualifying. His service points, one over 10 points, one total of this season on clay is 103. Played really well uh, in Madrid. Uh, he's, he said he's been... Seeking advice off Andy Murray as well about the injury that he had, and he had a long chat with Murray, and they've exchanged numbers of their um, doctors and the, the physical guys and all this sort of stuff. And he's, he's he seems to be back. He's he's suggesting that his mental state now is is one where he is prepared to dig in and win matches. He feels he feels like he's in a good place. Um, I I just want a slightly bigger price. I'm tempted to back Karatsev. His his French Open stats so far are much better than TFO. He's only played four matches, but they're they're much better. Has the power to hit through these courts with these slow balls. Um, I like Karatsev, but I just think the price is just not quite big enough. Again, I just plus money is what I want really on Karatsev. I don't want to be getting involved in minus money on Karatsev. That that's that's not the way to go. But I think in play, if you can get plus money, I think that's that's potentially a a good option. With Karatsev, obviously we know his history. 
we know mm. you know the investigation that's been going on about the player. Mm. For me, he's a player that when I ever I see his name, I just skip. I, I don't even look at him. It, 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 a bit I, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't be happy to pick him or, or pick him or pick against him. Is that a, is that in the back of your mind when you when you see a player like Karatsev? You know, you look at all the stats, you think, yeah, yeah. But how many times have we seen players of that ilk before that all the stats look favourable for them and then they they lose under amazing circumstances? So, so mm. I think there's a danger of Karatsev, isn't there? That you know, you I like to see where the market goes with his matches before I make an opinion because I can make an opinion thinking he, sh- he should be plus one hundred five. He starts up at minus two twenty and wins, or I can make him a better plus one hundred five. And he starts at plus two twenty, and he and he loses. So I think we've got to be really, really careful with Karatsev or, yeah. or, or, with, with what's gone on with him before. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I can't imagine he would do anything questionable at a, a major. Certainly, if you're backing him in the first round in I don't know Pune or um, you know some far flung ATP two fifty somewhere in the world where he, he perhaps you know isn't isn't so noticeable so to speak if you want to put it that way yeah so there you'd be worried but here um at the french open like I, I can't i can't see him being anything other than, than than highly motivated to win this match to be honest I, I would have question marks with him elsewhere yeah but not not here i don't think i think with 64 first round matches and it's either name correct if i look at 63 it doesn't matter where he is he, 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 i've lost the trust not in high on my I, list of players i'm not I'll put getting involved with correct matches there's, there's better ways to lose money than being better than Kratzif or, or opposing Kratzif. He, 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 me and him are done. Uh, okay. Sean, to give us your official picks, so just just two official picks on the on the show for the second round uh, for Wednesday and Thursday's matches. Yeah, yeah. Um, over thirty five and a half total games in Masetti Shevchenko. That's a minus one hundred eight chance with Bet Rivers. That was the first one. The second one was simply Borges to beat Schwartzman at uh, plus money. I think he's. 2.06 is he plus 106 plus 106 I absolutely love that bet love that bet Borges bet starts at 6.30am I obviously like the other one because you're telling me what to do and when you tell me what to do I usually make money so uh, we've had a great start here at the French Open the first round with 3-0 and and we've got one more match to go to make it a clean sweep that game is in play now I haven't seen how we're getting on are we getting on any good in the the rare match he lost the first set I don't know what he's doing in the second set because it's on the minute we need to uh, we need to up the game there, Sean, but I'm sure it will come round. I hope you're enjoying the content here. It's been an unbelievable week for us on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Uh, our highest amount of downloads since we started the podcast over a year ago and up to number three in the podcast charts in the in the UK and in the number top five in America, which is a fantastic achievement. I really thank you, everybody, for doing that. So if you can keep downloading and get us up to the top of the charts. That will be absolutely amazing heading into Wimbledon. Remember, there's four ways to follow the content that we do here. You can download the podcast on your podcast, your preferred podcast provider. It's Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is the Bet Rivers Network. And you can follow us on our socials on Instagram and Twitter, which is shared by all the fabulous handicappers. And it's because, at because we win. Not only the tennis this week, we have the Europa League final. We've got a show on there. You can listen to the show. You can download the show on there on Betting Weekly Extra Time. And it's the FA Cup final this weekend, as well as the Champions League as the soccer season ends in Europe. But the tennis action hots up. It's going to be a crazy couple of weeks. Tomorrow, I'll be joined by Roy Giovanni, looking at the WTA action, the women's action, for the matches on Thursday. Sean's gone through the card there on Wednesday, and Sean and I 
will be back again, I think, on Thursday, Sean. So we're looking at the, yeah. the matches again on Thursday. So a busy, busy few days. Hopefully we continue the run. Just to let you know, uh, on the show so far this season, plus 34.5 units, 5.9 units, sorry. So we want to increase that. It's been an incredible return by Sean. And uh, hopefully things will go even upwards and more money for you all over the next couple of weeks. Sean, thank you very much. I know you've got a house Pleasure. full of children you've got to go look after. It's half term yeah. here. Half I've got term. to get to the Eiffel Tower. I've got to get to the Eiffel Tower. So follow my story on Instagram. Uh, have a great night. Good luck with your bets. And we'll speak to you all soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. 